Welcome aboard. Good morning. The Costa and Jansen show with Heather. We've got Gov. We've got Greg. We are dialed in on a Wednesday. A lot to get to, including, as you heard in the update, Michigan State. Just when I stick my neck out for them and think they're heating up, what the hell was that last night? Hey, they're going to be some bumps in the road. They're playing much better than, obviously, they did at the beginning of the year. Iowa's always kind of been that team that's just kind of had their number. Is is that another one that uh, Tom Izzo was going to take that film and just burn? Yeah, but the problem is you're doing that too much for a team. I know preseason <laughs> top five, it was a long time ago, but I felt like they were starting to turn a corner, and that felt like a relapse. It felt like, oh, no, this is the MSU team you can't trust going into March. They start out slow, as Izzo put it, quicksand. By the time they make a run, too little, too late. Yeah, but it's, I mean, that's, you're talking, we're going to talk a lot today about decisions and things that are being done for those that are 18 to 22 years old. And this is, I think this is one of those classic, hey, I don't know what's going on on campus. Maybe they got spring break going on. I know spring break is uh, next week for uh, for Michigan, but uh, is campus empty? What's going on? That's the, the wild card that nobody ever wants to talk about is that there are other things going on in these kids' lives. And yes, there are going on in everyone's life. I get that. So don't hit me with the, well, I've got to go to work today too. But it's 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 different when you're 18 to 22. Where are you at with your level of belief, trust that Michigan State can do something, anything come tourney time? Uh, I I right now I'm probably just above. If, if we're ranking it on a scale of one to ten, probably a six. Okay. And so I'm my, my my you know my 51 is that they can do some damage. I don't. I'm not picking them to be a Final Four team. But I think, you know, getting to eight is is probably their ceiling and possible. And, and I would get excited about that. I'm excited to see them in the postseason. I'm excited to see them in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. They had won five of six before last night. The issue with the team is they, they get absolutely nothing out of the center position. They're rotating four or five guys in. None of them can hit a jumper. You're playing four on five on offense. Let's... The good part about their basketball team is they got three guards that seemingly can step up on any given night. Malik Hall is having himself a nice run here in the front court. Izzo's led teams that have underachieved in season to deep runs in the past. And if you're into the metrics, I know Greg is, Ken Palm likes Michigan State 17th in the country, although they're not ranked. Offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, they profile as a team that can make a deep run. It's just stuff like last night where they can't get out of their own way, where they play down, where they don't play to their... Their preseason expectation. Yeah, so. and, and some of it is, I mean, it's you, you can look at it and say that it's self-inflicted wounds. Whether it's, hey, they're not getting any production from their big men, or, you know, they get to the line and they're shooting 50%. Yikes. Like, you can't, you can't be a team that shoots 50% at the line. And I don't care if it's 1 of 2 or if it's 10 of 20. You can't be a team that shoots 50% at the line and expect that when, you come, when it comes tournament time that you're going to make any type of run. So that was your story last night, Michigan State. Not going to dwell on it. We got a lot to get to today. 635, Lions offseason blueprint. I will present mine for judgment. Well, we will judge. I know. I will judge. The Honolulu blueprint at 635. John, you'll have a chance either later this week or as the offseason rolls on to present your case as well. Uh, We're going to talk about cheating on your barber or hairstylist. That's coming up later in the hour. We'll hit on that. John, we are also counting down the days until Tigers opening day. And I'm excited for baseball. 
but I'm not as excited about the Tigers as everybody else in my life is. Well, so why? Why are you not excited at all about the Tigers? Well, the at all is harsh. I like baseball season. Opening day is a holiday. I'll have a couple beers. But the team itself, it's because I'm paying attention. John, the payroll's less than it was a year ago. Yes. The offense, the offense was no good, and they added, like, one bat. They're leaning on rookies and platoon dudes. If they win the division, it's not on purpose. It's a happy accident. Even Scott Harris came out and said, we haven't earned the right to talk division. Right. It's been 10 years since this team was in the playoffs, and we're going into it with them taking a very slow approach. Not rushing this thing. We'll see what happens. I want to be more excited. I don't feel like the Tigers have given me reasons to be excited beyond, hey, sun's out, tall daiquiris, you remember the ballpark. Other than that, I don't feel like they're giving me real tangible reasons to believe they can be a division winner. They themselves are not acting like a division winner. So who did you want them to go out? Now, I know that there's still guys that you can go out and sign. Mm Mm-hmm. Who did you want them to go out, break the bank for, and say, you know what, we're going to make a push. We're going to be a World Series team this year. I didn't say World Series. Division is up for grabs. It's a bad division, and they treated it tepidly. You had a gold glove, still do, a gold glove third baseman sitting on the market in Mark Chapman. He's won four gold gloves, two platinum gloves. He's hit 27 home runs in two of the last three seasons. That's fine. They want to go platoon at third. Couldn't work out a long-term deal. Doesn't want a short-term deal. Takes two to tango. The other name is Cody Bellinger. Guy got MVP votes, silver slugger, can play center, left, right, first. You find a home for a guy who can hit on a team that can't hit. They opted to keep jobs open for young players who are not proven commodities. And we saw even with Torkelson, first overall, it takes time. And they're okay taking their time, but then I'm going to treat it as such. This is not a season where I expect very much of them because they themselves have not put those expectations on their team. Well, so you got to classify what it is that you mean by being excited about the team. Because if you're talking like winning, about... If, okay. Um, if you're talking about simply being excited that they're going to be better than they were last year. Maybe. Okay. That I, I, I think they can be better than they were last year. I'm excited about this team because I am excited that there's going to be young players, guys that are developing inside the Tigers organization, Colt Keith, a guy that could be, uh, you know, could be a part of the future. Yeah, he should make the opening day roster. Yeah, and and other guys that they've traded for, I want to see in in year two, let's call this year two of Scott Harris, mm-hmm. of what he can do, not just of developing and creating a system that is developing guys that are already in the, the, the farm system, but also a guy like Justin Henry Malloy. He went out and traded for him. And added him to it. Now, is he a major piece moving forward? Probably not. But can he be productive? Can you prove that you can trade and find some of those guys that can be solid producers, but they're not going to be your superstars because you're going to need those guys on the fringe as you continue to move forward and eventually do spend in free agency or spend to keep your own guys if you can develop them to be good enough to be all-stars. That stuff's important. But, but but that's but, my but, point. But, but in is, terms of, but I didn't expect them to go out this year and break the bank. I thought that they would spend a little bit more. Well, John, they finished second in the division. The payroll's ten million less than yeah. last year. Less. And I got to see in the free press. I'm not blaming the Tigers. The free press is right in the headline. Look at the investment in the showers. 
gag me. Are you serious? How many ABs are the showers going to get? That's not an investment of commitment to winning. That's PR spin. So you're pissed at a, at a news article. Well, but that's the hype that, we're That's getting. a news article that the Free Press did, no. not that the Tigers put well, out there. They asked the question, is, the Tigers answered the question. I think the Free and Press... And it is about doing all of the little things. It's about going out there and making sure that you are a professional organization. And, and I was a part of one in Washington that was always trying to cut corners. We did not have, and I don't even know if they still have, an indoor facility. Do you think that draws anybody interest of wanting to come? When, you, when you're sitting there talking about Bellinger and all of these other guys, yeah. do you want to sell them on being a Detroit Tiger when you're not willing to make an investment in anything in the franchise? And is the showers at training camp or spring training, yeah, is that going to be a selling point? No, but it is a show of we're going to make sure that we take care of all of the little things. And if you've lived in a place for 30 years, then maybe you need to update on, on some of the amenities that are there because there are new things that are nice. La- and, and you are a multi-million dollar organization. Yeah. So you should treat everything like that. And it goes all the way down to the very small minutia. If you treat everything like it's a, like it's an important decision then those ones that are actually important, they get highlighted because they become even more important. It's a bone to pick. They got to write about what's interesting. This is the second straight year there's not this this piece that they really sunk their teeth into in the offseason. So instead we, re- we read articles about, oh, there's a new team playing and they got new shower heads. I would much rather hear about, if, if we're talking commitment to winning, I would much rather talk about spend on players. Your payroll's less than last year. Your payroll's in the bottom half of baseball. I don't well, want to hear they're, about they're your commitment to less because they have they're, they're they're not spending thirty million dollars on one guy, right? And and are you going to reallocate the money into the rest of the team? I, I do think or, that or they is, will. Well, okay. I don't think they had to do just it this, this year, year just so because. I'll be, well, but I'll be excited when when that year comes. Okay, and maybe, well, maybe you just yeah you you sit on the sidelines and then when and you be that that Tigers free individual that tight. all of a sudden no, see, jumps back on go. the bandwagon just John, like Dan Campbell said about the t- the guy everybody that jumped on the bandwagon at the end hey if you weren't there at the beginning we don't want you we're talking real so fans so you enjoy right? yourself no. on the sideline and, and look at, at what is available to the John. tigers this year this is what they're doing they're being patient they're trusting the process nobody wants to go through that after a decade right. uh, but this is year 2 of Scott Harris and you have a guy like Parker Meadows that you could be excited about in center field that can make some electric plays but you need to see him continue to develop Colt Keith Spencer Torkelson Riley Green all of these different guys you can be excited about are they going to get you a division title? Maybe. Probably not. I hope so, John. Don't paint me as someone who's sitting on, right. the hey, sit on the sidelines. Yep, yep. I will you be watching and rooting for them. In the, in the center field bullpen, and, and instead of in the dugout, instead of being the guy that, that wants to actually root for this team, even though they're, I want to. they're I not want the to. highest they're not payroll, me reasons they don't to. have the, as much talent, but they don't, could go no. out there and John, win games. John, that's in poor taste. Hey, you stay on I the sidelines. I want them to give me reasons. 248-539-9797. Listen for your chance this hour to win a pair of tickets to see Daniel Tosh live. Fox Theater, June 15th. We've been giving them out all week. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com, LiveNation.com, courtesy of Live Nation. When you hear Dan Campbell say... 
Say it. Call in and win those Daniel Tosh tickets. It's 97-1. Hey, if you're unlike Jim and you want to get in on the game, you want to enjoy everything that Detroit sports has to offer or sports in general, why not watch it and dive into the best pool in history? That stadium swimming. It's located at Circa Resort and Casino. Catch all the biggest games at a viewing experience built for sports fans. You can chill in one of the six pools on three different levels for a perfect view of the massive 40-foot-tall high-definition screen at Stadium Swim. It's America's favorite place to watch your sporting events. Swim-up bars, Insta-ready selfie walls, and it's one nonstop sports party every single time the puck is dropped or there's a first pitch. Right, Jim? Score the perfect game day spot with cozy day beds, private cabanas, or grab a lounge at the center of the action. Reserve your spot today. It's 365 days of sports poolside. Located at Circuit Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Stadium swim. All sports. All seasons. Book your spot today at CircleLasVegas.com. John has kicked me out of the Tigers fan base, and it's only 620. Good morning. Oh, you did that to yourself. You opted out. I didn't opt out. I said I want them to give me reasons to be excited, and it's not the showers down at Lakeland. Well, Breaking if, news: if, Wi-Fi if is working. If there's nothing exciting for you, then hey, you know, we'll see you in in another year. If you just if you don't want to be in now, then when they are fighting for that playoff spot, John, part of being a fan, I go solo for for what October. <laughs> Ticket texture brings that up. Says how long until John punches cookies in the face? I'll take the under. That's from Jay. <laughs> John, you know how excited I am about the Red Wings. I feel like they gave me reasons. They added Debrinkit and Kane and Comfer and, and Gustus Bear, albeit on a one-year deal. Imagine, spend a little bit, right. team looks and, a little and better. How long and I am, is and I'm, Iser, Iser plan Ben. Right. And there's no guarantee they're going to make the playoffs this year. Correct, but when they give me something to be excited about, I'm more than willing to cheer on my teams, but absent of it, I'm not going to like Oh, you were, willing to, you were willing to jump in when they were just you know poking their head out of the hole last year. Give me a sign. This team finished below 500, added one veteran bat kind of in Canada. No disrespect, not a difference maker. They're relying on young players. And John, I hope the young players do step into the limelight and succeed. I just know, even with Spencer Torkelson, it didn't happen right away. The team themselves, Scott Harris, says we haven't earned the right to talk about the division. He didn't treat the offseason as though the division chase was a priority. And I'm not bashing him for that. I'm just living in the reality at which he's created. So you only want to cheer for a good team. I don't want to cheer for a bad team. Okay. Well, I mean, the definition of a front runner, you know, you, you, you want to be a fan only when times are good. That's no, okay. I want to celebrate when times are good. I don't want to celebrate when times are bad. We're not saying that you got to jump up and down. But what do I have are, to do, are, John? are you not, do I need I'm not, I'm not? No, I'm not saying you got to. You could, you could treat this however you want. Thank you. I appreciate I don't, that. I don't really care. And, but if, are you not looking at this going, you know what? I hope that Spencer Torkelson goes from 31 to 40. And that he is a guy that can be there. That Parker Meadows can be the center fielder that this stadium, when it was built, was kind of deserves. Yeah, you're right. Like there's some things that you can be excited about, sure. and in totality, it could result. Nobody is sitting here going, "Yep, yeah, they're for sure a division winner," but it could result in a playoff competition. Come and I and I just don't think that they were ready to hit the all-in button on getting to the postseason. If they do, it's it's the cherry on top this year. As I put it, it'd be a happy accident if they won this division. And yeah. emphasis on happy. I would be thrilled. A couple more ticket texts. 248-539-9797. Cookies, you're the same guy that wanted Iserman to spend money. Do you want the Tigers spending just to spend? You sound like Valeni. No patience. Well, I have it on good authority that Mike actually thinks this team can win the division. I don't know if he's done that on the air yet. I do not share that optimism. 
I do want more of an investment. And that's what another ticket texter says. He says, I agree with Costa. Where are the bigger names on the Tigers? The fans are the greatest. If the Tigers spend some money to invest in the team, not the facilities, they'll sell out Comerica Park. Invest, please, Tom in Rochester. Another one bashes me. Costa, the typical millennial. Stand behind your home team. Get excited. It's a new year. Criticize when they give you proof later in the season. All right. Hey, who are you going to root for this year? I know it's not Tigers. But Tigers, John. Oh, you, oh, you are? You, you think just I'm going to quietly. You think I'm loudly if needed. You think I'm just going to rotate who's ever in, they win. Who's ever, you, the way you talk about me, you think I'm going to root for who's ever in first in the central. So I'll bring much. like a twins jersey in on Monday. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then if they yeah. lose a guardians jersey on a Tuesday. Oh yeah. Royal stuff on deck ordered. No, I don't think you need to worry about the okay, Royal stuff. Never mind. <laughs> Hit the return. Sorry, fanatics. Uh, 248-539-9797. Real quick. There was another piece of Detroit sports news yesterday. Broke when we were off the air. Steve Eiserman, speaking of spending some money, extending Michael Rasmussen, a three-year extension. John, he's the type of guy who you would love to see in the playoffs. Big physical player. His production's up this season. He can play the center. He's thrived on the wing. Iserman bringing him back on an extension because Iserman's got long-term playoffs on the mind. I love it. Did you I, have a reaction to it? I did too. I, I thought, you know what? This is a sign that this isn't just a one-off. And we're all looking to read the tea leaves, right? Is leading up to the trade deadline coming up in what, two weeks? What is the Iserman plan this year? Is Are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? And I think this is the first good indication that they're at least not going to be sellers. Let me clarify. Four-year deal or four-year right. extension, $3.2 million per, per season. Yeah. yeah, he's a penalty killer. He's a gritty guy. He can play up and down the lineup. Like seeing that from the Red Wings. Got the Honolulu blueprint my off-season plan for the Lions. We'll get to that at 6.35. Judge accordingly. Here's Heather with the news. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Hi there. Um, all right, here's some news. Two adults have been charged with murder in connection to last week's mass shooting that killed one person, injured 22 others. That was at the tail end of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays are both charged with second-degree murder, two counts of armed criminal action, and un lawful use of a weapon. They were both hospitalized after the shooting and they're each being held on $1 million bond. Now, according to prosecutors, these guys didn't know each other before the shooting. Complete right. strangers, right? Um, they were among several people who were arguing. Who knows about what? I have no idea. From what I heard, is they didn't like how they were looking at each other. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it, really? Yeah, it is, it is completely absurd Jeez. Oh, to think my that gosh. this escalated to... Because of a look? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like my how you're looking at me. goodness. So they say Mays pulled his gun first, um, but they do say that it was Miller's gun that actually shot and killed Lisa Lopez-Galvin. Now, these new charges do come after there were two juveniles that were detained last week on gun-related and resisting arrest charges. 
Four suspects have been arrested in connection to Tuesday's shooting of an 11-year-old girl who was in critical condition after being shot in the head while she was asleep on her couch in her house in Detroit. Yes, so right around 4 a.m., several guys pulled up to the home, started shooting. The suspects were driving a stolen SUV from an area dealership, and they fired 23 shots into the home. The 11-year-old was taken to the hospital. She was listed in critical but stable condition. Now, there is a fifth suspect that police are still searching for, and they do say the suspects that are in custody range in age from 18 to 23 years old. And this was not the first time that this particular home was targeted. Yeah, I heard it's, it was it's like the second or third time it's yeah. been targeted. Yeah. Wow. Yep, it was the second time in recent months. Yeah. Um, very, very sad. Uh, and police are continuing to search for the driver of a white Durango that opened fire and shot at a woman outside of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Troy Monday evening. The suspect fled the scene after the shooting. The woman was hit in the leg and the hip area multiple times. She was actually in her vehicle right in the valet area at the time when she was shot. She was with another person and a young child yeah. who were in the, in the car as well. Thankfully, they were not hurt. Now, um... The driver fled, and they were seen. Um, I think it was Hazel Park Police located this Durango on 75, tried to pursue them, but the driver got away. So they're still looking for this vehicle. Obviously, anybody with information should get a hold of the police. Now, in some good news, some lighter news, a Michigan man will be competing on Jeopardy! Tournament of Champions. Oh, really? Yes. Ben Goldstein is a five-game Jeopardy winner, and he's from Dexter. So he's going to be one of 27 past contestants who will be participating in the tournament. He's going to be featured on the second quarterfinals game. It airs at 7.30 on Monday. Check that out. He's going to be playing against... um, a guy who is a 21-game winner, so look out for him. And yeah. then also another three-game winner as well. We like rooting for winners. Yes. It's going to be fun. I always, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. It's cool yeah. when there's someone locals competing yeah, you, in it. you just feel like yeah, you, you don't know him, but, yeah. you, but you root for him anyway. Yeah. Uh, NASA is looking for volunteer Martians. Yes. So volunteer Martians? Yeah, volunteer people Martians. to go to Mars? Well, to pretend they're on Mars. Oh, Yeah, oh, well, okay. I mean, they're not really going to send you to Mars, but they're going to... They're going to have you do some, you know, simulations and prepare for somebody going to Mars. So they're looking for a volunteer crew to participate in a one year mission that simulates what it would be like to live on Mars. And they're looking for healthy, motivated U.S. citizens or permanent residents who are non-smokers. Can't be taking those smoke breaks and you probably can't smoke on Mars. Well, you're going to be on oxygen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Highly flammable. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. You know, got to process some things. Uh-huh. It's early yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Um, 30 to 55 years old. So we could all um, technically yeah, all be part of, of it. Yeah. However, there's a lot of requirements. They're looking for people with master's degree in a STEM field. So eh, womp, womp, eh, all eh. of us are out on that yeah. that aspect. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Um, a year long study, though, is a long time. You're in a 1700 square foot um, habitat. So it's a uh, and you never crew. get to leave. Well, I think you get to leave because you do do these like spacewalk type things. I mean, you're you're out of that little habitat, but right? You're, but you're yeah, but you're not going to leave the facility. No. I mean, you're not going to go out to get a pizza or a beer. No, you're not. You're not. You're going to try to grow your own vegetables. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> going hungry. Oh, finally, guys, did you see what? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, take a sec. You're did good. you yeah. see what he did to his body? More no. tattoos, right? Yeah, but like 
not yes yes but like a hundred percent tattoo like completely like his skin is black from his arms all the way up to his neck like half of his chest he did leave some areas open so he's got this big cross on his chest um and he did post a picture of it i mean it's i can only imagine how long that took to do because it's like a blackout tattoo Mm -hmm. right i saw it (laughs) precisely his entire body was doing just that Thank you for that image. Heather, Heather with the news. Thank you. Good stuff. (laughs) 97.1. Hey, you guys. It's Heather. And with the cold and snowy weather, I'm always looking for ways to stay fit and active indoors. And I recently joined the YMCA of Metro Detroit. And I'm loving everything the Y has to offer with just one membership, including indoor pool access, strength training, cycling, Pilates, less meals, discounted personal training, and so much more. And it's all at one place and for one low price of less than $3 a day. And the YMCA app makes it easy to to find classes across any seven Metro Detroit Y locations. Get 50% off this month by joining at ymcadetroit.org. Find what moves you. Find your why today. You know what that means. We're talking football. 97.1, Costa and Jansen with Heather. This is something we're going to do this offseason. Blueprints. How we would attack the offseason, and I am up first. Jim's Honolulu blueprint for the Lions offseason. I want feedback. I want to know what you like, what you don't like. Take another sip of coffee, John. Let's lock in. Well, I just want to make sure that you're going to be excited. Oh, I'm excited. Because okay. this team this team wins, and this team's chasing a Super Bowl. Right out of the way, you may have seen the story. Tracy Walker released, saves $5.5 million in cap space. That is not my decision. That has already been made for the Lions. Let's get into some decisions. The first, John, I want to make sure you're sitting. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I'm ready. And uh, you know what? No surprise that Tracy Walker is out. I mean, he was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Former captain, but just fell yeah. out. Yeah. First up for me is the Jared Goff extension. That's why I wanted to make sure you were seated. Oh. I have come <laughs> all the way around, people. Let's go. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. <laughs> you're proving my point. You are a front runner <laughs> right there. He proved it oh in the postseason. Big throws in all three playoff games. Not his fault they lost the NFC title. And the report, four years, 200 million bucks, sounds just fine to me. I am, you know what, hats off. It's it's hard to admit mistakes at times. No one is perfect. Perfect. No one is expecting perfection. And I am just I'm proud of you and your ability to change an opinion. And it's okay. It's okay to be right. It's okay to be wrong. And I think this is spot on. I also want to extend Amon Ross St. Brown. He is the guy who they go to. He's the one who caught the pass to win the game against the Rams. The go-to guy. They didn't really have a run game in the second half against L.A. Who do they go to? Number 14. Who do they always go to? Third in the NFL in receiving yards. Third in first downs. An all-pro. And he does all the little things. Run blocking. Yards after the catch. A work ethic that sets the tone. He is a player who must be extended. And this is the offseason to do it as he approaches the final year of his contract. So let me ask you this. It's on some satellite sources. Ones that are 
further removed than others. It has been reported that 25 it's million? yeah, twenty five million cool a year. Are you okay with that? Cool with it. I, I am as well. I just wanted to make sure that we're talking about the same numbers. You mentioned Goff's extension, yep. and you now now uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Both of these guys, I think, are critical to the continued success of this. The culture that Dan Campbell talks about. I mean, is there a better culture guy than Amon Ross St. Brown? Nope. Couldn't find a better one. And it'll put him in line with A.J. Brown. He's better. That's cool. $25 million. I feel like I'm getting decent deals on these two. Get it done. In terms of guys who are pending free agents, I want to focus on the offensive line. I'm going to keep one, and I'm going to let one walk. Graham Glasgow is more versatile, cheaper, healthier. I bring back Graham Glasgow, and Jonah Jackson walks out the door. He had some injury concerns. His play was down a little bit this season. He's going to fetch some good money on the open market, and I'm going to pivot away. But don't worry. We're getting back to that position group. In free agency, I want, I need, Daniil Hunter. Cannot be franchise tagged. Will be available. This isn't a pipe dream that's going to disappear in the next two weeks. He was an elite three-down defensive lineman. Stops the run, and most importantly, gets to the quarterback. Less blitzing means more guys in coverage. Less time for teams to challenge your defensive backs down the field. He will make everybody better on this defense, including Aiden Hutchinson. Because no more chipping, no more sliding. It's one-on-one, high-motor Aiden with a buddy, someone worthy of that role in Daniil Hunter. I would be willing to give him a three- or four-year front-loaded deal. Cap's going up. You're not paying Sewell or Hutch yet. That money can be diverted to Daniil Hunter. That's my biggest free agent signing. Okay. And so three or four year deal. That's that sounds that sounds nice. It'll put him into his thirties. That that's fine. Um, how much is it per year? Because you're gonna you're gonna be looking at twenty one, twenty two, twenty three million. I, ex- I expected the number to start with a two. Yeah. Put him in there twenty three, twenty four. The, yeah, that's so the, the on the low end. And front load it. That would be how I would do it. The other free agent I would prioritize, and it's so fun that we get to do this. Guys, the Lions, they're a place for veterans to chase a championship. And I would target former defensive player of the year, a veteran cornerback on a one-year deal, Stephon Gilmore. Long so if he wants tooth, to come play with his brother? Long in the tooth, play with your bro. Play for a real contender, not the Dallas Cowboys. The Detroit Lions, a real Super Bowl contender, baby! So we get someone, because when we get to the draft, just know I'm leery about rookie corners making an instant impact. They can address it. But to me, Gilmore fits the bill on the short term, front-loaded, one-year deal, so it's all front-loaded, but a guy who can immediately step in with a pedigree, can play physical man coverage. I think he fits this defense. Then we get to the draft, John. Four picks in the top 100. This is fluid. I'm not doing a seven-round mock for people, but I do want to target a couple important positions. The first... Remember I said we'd circle back. I'm very much on board drafting an offensive lineman in the first round. Solidify the front five. Those guys are getting a little older. Frank Rag now. Uh, Taylor Decker's got only one year left on his deal. And I do still have a void at left guard. I would look in the offensive line. I don't know that Powers Johnson, the center out of Oregon, is going to be available. Zach Frazier, West Virginia guy, former... Um, Former wrestler, that background typically profiles well in the offensive line. He's athletic, can play center or guard, could slide in, give him versatility. And the other name I really like, probably not a first-round grade, John, tell me you like Cooper Beebe. 
Kansas State, left tackle, left guard. He's a road grader. He's physical. He does not give up pressure. He's probably not a first-round grade, but I am targeting offensive line, if not with that first pick, my preference, shortly thereafter. Yeah, and and here's the thing. If you're going to add a guy like Zach Frazier, what did Frank Rag now do as a rookie? Started at guard, right? Started at guard. This is a guy that can provide you reps at all three spots. I would expect that he would come in and start at guard, and then when Frank has to have a week off, he steps into center, and you're able to keep Graham Glasgow at one of the guard positions or as a backup for all three in case something were to happen to to Zach as well. This is a high... This is a high upside guy on the offensive line because of the versatility, the toughness, the leverage that he plays with, his athletic ability, and the future. If you eventually are going to have to say, you know, Frank Ragnow, we love you. Frank retires due to injury, whatever it is. You can't have any drop off on this offensive line or you else have you... the next guy yes. in waiting to go in and be that stud center. They need a long term investment in the offensive line this offseason I would be very comfortable with the first round pick I am going to target a corner as the draft goes on and I'm not going to get lost in the names yet early in the process but John in in the top 100 they should have a corner to backfill Gilmore only on a one-year deal I don't want to ignore corner but consistent with my belief it is not one of my two biggest priorities I addressed it maybe not enough for some but that would be the the you know the, the, the gist of the blueprint I'm not going into the 40 eight-man roster and do they need to add a kicker maybe that'll be a higher priority on your list or the listeners list but 248-539-9797 jim's honolulu blueprint thoughts uh so when you start talking about the draft i'm going to start on the backside and work my way forward uh you get the number yep there you go that's why we start with there uh number 29 pick i think addressing it with an offensive lineman there is 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 going to be genius. It's going to be important. And I like where you're at, where your head is at because there are some some corners, some defensive backs that can help you a little bit later in the draft. Now, are they going to come in and perform like a Stefan Gilmore? Probably not, but they can be groomed, they can come along, and we've seen this defensive staff be able to coach up guys and improve, and it maybe if they're not the guys, the starters on year one, but come year two, year three, all of a sudden, hey, Derek Barnes, Melifonwu, all of these different guys start to contribute, and they can be guys that you can count on. I think that's great. Um, and they've got four picks, as you mentioned, in the top 100. That number 73 pick, the one that they got in the TJ Hawkinson trade, I good. think that one is going to be very valuable. And you could possibly, if there's a corner that you want earlier in the second round, instead instead of waiting for the 61st pick, you package 61 and 73, or you package 61 and 92, because you know and what? you're able to bump up. Because we've done this before. The end of round one, there's always five or six guys that you're like, how are they still on the board? And the yeah. Lions would have the capital to go early second and target one of those guys who falls on day one. And it's a good I mean, point. Who thought Brian Branch would be available when the Lions got him in the second round? There's going to be somebody there that is going to be of value to Brad Holmes. Value. And, I, and I love the fact that Brad Holmes had, does have those four picks. Now, what do you think of the rest? Getting to free agency. I like adding an edge guy. I'm not sure 
and and I don't know that Brad Holmes is going to go out and spend big on a guy like Daniil Hunter, knowing that, hey, coming up, you've got Hutch. You've got some other guys that are going to need to be extended. Caps you, going up, though. Come I, on, you got I know money, it's going spend up. It. You, you draft, you develop, and you sign your own. And you accent your own. And, and you and you did that in terms of signing your own. Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Graham Glasgow. Now, okay, I know he had a you know a, a little time in Denver, but what he's is still your, a Lions what, what guy. What is your reaction to that? Do you prefer one or both of the guards? Oh, I'm, uh, J- Jonah Jackson is going to get overpaid. I don't want him to be overpaid by the Detroit Lions. He's a very effective run blocker. In the past, he is below average, and I, I just don't want him. I have a couple of ways that I think you could move things around, and I'm not going to – we're going to give you my blueprint here sometime later in the week. I'm not going to tip my hat as to what, what it is, but there are some positions okay. up front that could be moved around. I can't wait to get yours because you will have specific things that you like that I didn't even think of. Well, and and, and I like in regards to, and you'll see my bias in regards to what you're going to do on the offensive line. And here's where I think there's just one flaw is you're not doing enough to address the offensive line in your Honolulu blueprint. Using my first pick. All right. You you might be, but do you want to have this offense, which is high powered in the hands of a rookie when you have right now, you've got veterans at both guard spots. You've got a center. You've got that right there. How do you address it with some veteran presence? That's the only thing that I see in this plan that could use a little sprucing up. Couple ticket texts. Hunter. Yes, please. And another one move up for that Oregon center. Jackson Powers Johnson. Your thoughts. It's 97-1. Hey, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right. You heard it. $150 if your bet just wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props. You could build your own parlay, or they've got some that are pre-built for you. All you got to do is download the app or go to the website and, and type in FanDuel.com slash Jansen and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash Jansen. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and 97 won the ticket. Must be 21 or over in present Michigan. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Good morning, 97.1. Got some ticket texts on the Lions offseason blueprint. Then we're going to get into cheating on your barber or hairstylist. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> ticket text to re-sign Jackson. He's the epitome of grit, will, in a car. Oh, 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 oh. What? The epitome of grit? Oh, my finger hurts. I can't play. Are you kidding? That's part of what I have a problem with Jonah Jackson. I think there were times where he was hurt and not injured and could have been out there helping his team play. And guess what? And we were talking about this at the break. Uh, Gov came in and mentioned this. And this is why I said somebody is going to overpay Jonah Jackson. In the NFC Championship game, If it, it, you go back now, did, did you notice that he wasn't playing 
in the in the biggest game of the year, the NFC Championship game? Yep. But did you notice his backup? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean he, he there came wasn't in and really played. Yeah, there wasn't point. a drop off. Yeah. It's, my, it's like my whole thing. Like, and is Jonah Jackson a good player? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is he a great player? Is he worth being paid as a top five or even top ten guard? No. And he's going to get top ten money. Ticket. I just hope it's not here. Okay. Ticket texture says we need a kicking solution, Brett. I think Campbell makes those decisions in the NFC title game, no matter who his kicker is. I don't want to ignore it, but I don't think it's as big a deal as people think. I agree. Um, and and they will, I think, address or at least bring in competition. I'm hoping that they'll address the kicker, uh, but that's not going to be top of, of any of our blueprints, I don't think. Any truth to the Joey Bosa being available stuff reads a ticket text. I do think that there is some possibility that he will be available. When you're looking at the the – the cap numbers right now, the chargers are about 55 million over the estimated cap, yeah, not can't. just the cap as it sits right now. They haven't announced the new cap numbers. They're over the estimated cap. Yeah, going to get dicey him or Khalil Mack. Something's going to have to give probably a lot's going to have to give out in uh, Los Angeles with the chargers. All right. I didn't realize this was such a big thing. My wife has, Curly hair, she's very particular with her hair. She goes to a salon, the same person all the time. Feels like she has a good relationship with this woman. But the hairstylist has since moved away. She comes back sporadically. Okay. Where'd she move to? Uh, Miami. Oh. So she does some hair there, then she comes back here. It's the winter, so she hasn't been back in a little bit. Oh, wow. And my wife is overdue to get her hair done, and she is distraught on potentially cheating on her hairstylist by going to another salon. She's convinced she can't go back once she, quote, cheats. I didn't even realize this was such a big deal because for me, I I go to a barbershop and who's ever there, whoever fits my schedule, rotates through. It's different for men and women, I think. On, 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 yes, it is. There are some aspects to loyalty. For sure. But... We'll 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 talk about that in a minute, but I think it's interesting because her hairstylist moved away. I know. Yeah, she has a particularly interesting, you know, situation. Dilemma, yeah. Situation. Uh, to me, I would tell your wife, go get your hair done, go take care of yourself, feel good about your hair, and your your stylist is going to understand. She doesn't even live in Michigan all the time. Like that situation to me is yes, go get your hair done by somebody else, and your stylist will understand. You're going to tell her, hey. My roots were bad. I had to get some highlights, uh, but I'm back. Like she's not going to care. I'm she's telling you, she's already care. started looking at other places. But then when one texted her, she got all distressed. She's like, I don't because Maria's going to know when she comes back that she saw somebody else. But she's also going to tell her. She's going to say, Hey, Maria, guess what? I had to get my hair done. You weren't here, but I, I'm so glad you're back. Let's get this done. But, but is this a bigger picture? I mean. How is long this... is it going to take to find a new one that you like, though? Well, and if they screw it up, well, and... this is. That's more of the issue than the cheating on. So women build a really strong relationship with their hairstylist, right? You go in and you sit in that chair for For three hours and you talk about everything and anything. It's like therapy. And sometimes the stylist that I go to, I actually like them more as a person than I like what they've done to my hair. Because I've developed this relationship, this bond with my stylist. And I will go see them 
because I like them and I love our conversations more than I actually really love the outcome of what my hair turns out like. So I understand this like cheating thought like, oh my gosh, I am leaving my stylist for somebody else. Um, I will tell you that she's probably not going to love her hair when she goes to a new stylist. I don't think because she's built such a good relationship. I I don't disagree with you. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I... I am or was a stylist. Okay. I went to cosmetology school. I worked in a salon for numerous years. I still take some clients here and there just, you know, right. at my house. Just the loyal ones. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. <laughs> the ones that don't cheat on me. But no, I, I don't get offended by things quite easily. And I will tell them, like when I was on maternity leave or when I physically like was having trouble like leaning over to wash their hair because my yeah. stomach was so huge. I'm like, please g- don't feel like you have to come here. Mm-hmm. I will be all right if you go see somebody else, and I'll be okay if you end up liking that somebody else more than you like me, and you never return to see me. I won't be offended by that. I would love to hear from hairstylists, women, men with particular hair, men with wives who have had this happen. Mm -hmm. Like, is this a thing that this, like, cheating on your barber or hairstylist, probably more hairstylist. I did recently have to do this. Yeah, I had to cheat on my stylist because she couldn't get me in when I needed to get in. And then I had a situation with the kids where I didn't have anyone to watch them. And I had to get my hair done for a particular event. So I went somewhere else, got my hair done somewhere else. And it was fine. It was all right. But I will be going back to my mm-hmm. my original stylist. And you don't feel bad about it? No, I will explain to her, hey, guess what? Yeah, I, Schedules just didn't work out. I couldn't get in. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And she's going to understand. Okay. 248-539-9797. Hopefully. Yeah, you're no kidding. A disaster. No. Oops. We want some response from you guys. 248-539-9797. Falar next with the update. 97.1.